Oh, but that's his opinion. We're talking about primal forces of nature. I mean, that's true. Yeah, yeah. we're talking about curses here, not fucking opinions. Yeah, when Greg Brady took that tiki doll back to that cave in Hawaii, you know, it's it solved everything. It, it took it back home. <laughs> that's exactly where I was going to go mm-hmm. with it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love bad bitches. That's my fucking problem. And yeah, I like the fuck I got a fucking problem. I love bad bitches. Welcome to Atlas Bach, the weekly chronicle concerning the mundane, weird, and maybe even sometimes dramatic happenings of a simple fantasy baseball league. This podcast captures the thoughts and musings of Greg, Joe, Jack, and Tim, four of the ten owners in the league. Download this podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your border-busting podcast content. You can also check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. This is episode 56 entitled, When Strangers Trade. Good morning, Bakers. Welcome, everybody. Swag, how you doing today? What's happening? I am. What an off season. I am excited. What an off season. This is our third episode. You're still excited. Forget it. 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 it, it yeah. It missed. Oh, okay. It was. Uh, it was another. Uh, that was how I uh, started the first podcast. So I was just skipping last podcast. It's kind of a, a joke that oddly missed. <laughs> it's okay. Usually your jokes hit. It's fine. That's true. Yes, absolutely. Joe, how are you this morning? Uh, I'm of two minds. I'm, I'm doing well personally, but my team is pretending it's the World Series from last year. Mm. <laughs> that is that is a butthurt moment. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Better now than then. That's right. And GK, good morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They have risen. The Pirates are the best in the National League. <laughs> Woo! Love that pitching style. I do too. Okay, team. Well, uh, let's go ahead and get to the scores because nobody cares but us on about the scores. But oh my gosh. This one, this one is uh my man, oh man, it looks like Mr. Blonde's Heroes may walk away with a win this week. Could this be the year that but, you know, there was the year where I, I had a good, a decent team several years ago, but it seemed like I was always the hard luck loser. People were always having great outlying weekend weeks against me and I would lose. Maybe the reverse is true this year. It could be. I think you're going to pull this one. I think it's pretty well guaranteed. So, Joe, this is the first full week of your return to the old Reared Metal logo. Do you blame that? Absolutely not. I just got tired of listening to you guys rag on the other one. <laughs> and I was too lazy to make a new one. Well, this one, actually, this one's really cool. I like this one a lot. So we won't rag on that, I don't think. Oh, feel free. And then we have Philadelphia, uh, the Philadelphia Experiment and Lethal Injection. This, folks, was the game of the week. This was a big week. Jack came out, and uh, I think Jack, you were—I mean, you were leading um, quite a bit during the week. This one's tightened up a little, but it's still. Looks pretty darn good in your favor. I was winning by a uh, insurmountable lead most of the week, uh, in which he cut in half yesterday. I'd be curious what like the single biggest you know uh, late Sunday rally in the history of our league is. Like mm. um, you know what would it you know what is an insurmountable deficit yeah. you know going into like a Sunday? If you're up by in this league, if you're up by four or five points, it's pretty much done, um, generally. So Mission Commission 47 Ronin, anything could happen today. Uh, obviously means a lot more to Scotty than it does to me, so clearly I want to win um, <laughs> and mess up his plans. Um, 
The Dreamers and St. Locash, uh, again, three quarters of a point difference. So this is this is anybody's game today. And then also the street people and the Funkin' Punks <laughs> within a point. So, I mean, this is going to be a fun, fun day. These are the kind of games where, um, you know, Greg had mentioned it, I think, last week or a couple of weeks ago. Um, about you know a lot of these guys sitting on Sundays, and I just hopefully you don't see a lot of that today because in games where there's you know point difference, a half a point difference, the you know guys sitting could be the difference on a Sunday. So, and in fact, what Mike's dad is less than half a point away from LJ, but other than that, all the other games are all currently upsets. Again, very close, but mm-hmm. the um you know the the upset. Uh, the lesser team is is winning in each of them at this point. So yeah, it's it's an interesting week. Yeah. Okay. We also had an interesting week. A lot of uh, well, a couple of big trades involving some seriously big players. In fact, uh, all these teams are talking about with strong playoff chances deciding to get together. We had one trade where, um, lo and behold, <laughs> it was not part of the buddy buddy bullshit mm, farm system. Yeah. Boom. What happens? What happens is the Dreamers and Lethal Injection. So the Mondays and Mikey make a trade. So the Dreamers get Joey Bart uh, from San Francisco. Dusty's a big Giants fan. Maybe he knows something we don't know. I mean, uh, Anthony Rizzo, Scooter Gannett, and the Astros staff. And I thought this was the biggest, the mm-hmm. biggest part of the trade. But they gave up a lot, too. They gave up both Corey Seager and Freddie Freeman. So Mikey really bolsters his offense. And I'd love to hear what you guys think about this trade because it was pretty exciting when we saw it. Yeah, I, I my first reaction was just incredulity about who the trade partners were. <laughs> I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but that's the first trade between these two teams in league history. You know, I love to get a transcript of the text messages back and forth about how they broached this trade, you know, who reached out to who and, and that sort of thing. I have a feeling that the Mondays drove it, though, because I know they've been wanting to get upgraded on their pitching staff. So I've, I've, me and Mikey have been talking a bunch um, this week. We're playing each other and we tend to, to talk more when we play each other, talk shit and so on and so forth. So um, so I actually have quite a bit of insight um, to this deal and how it went down. Um, so first of all, the, the Astros um, are currently the third best staff in the league. The Rays are number one. Um, so far this season, the Pirates being the only one in between them. Woo-hoo! <laughs> so Mike knew that he had value there. <clears throat> in this situation, the Mondays did start the conversation. So they reached out to Mike. They did so in a way that got Mike really excited. Strippergram? Yeah, no, no, via text. They mentioned you know a couple of pieces in the text um, that made it sound like Mike was like, oh shit, I'm going to do this today. And then when he called, of course, it wasn't quite what he expected or when he started texting back and forth. So um, it almost died, according to my understanding, it almost died pretty quick. And then, uh, and then they got back into conversation and went back and forth for a little while. And, and Mike has always been a Freeman fan. Obviously, he's a brave. Um, Mike has the, the unique situation prior to the trade of you know, having Chris Davis as a locked-in DH. Mm. Uh, and then he has Rizzo and Alonzo, um, and he loves Alonzo. So, um, so it was easy, obviously, for him to move Rizzo. That was, you know, something else that that we had talked about. How he had the three guys for two positions. Part of the conversation that me and Mike were having was that it was Freddie Freeman, and he's a brave, and you know, this is you know started out and 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 is supposed to be, and hopefully continues to be fun. First of all, you know what I mean. So, um, the opportunity for him to get his guy on his team and and have it make sense somewhat in the trading situation he got to the point where he said fuck even if the astros dominate and the rays fall off and it costs me this season i still get freddie freeman for the long haul Mm. so he's pretty pumped he just like i said he just needs the rays to keep going they were adamant about getting bart and and mike had a hard time giving him up um, Mike considers him the top catching prospect in baseball. So that was a big deal. I know one of them, or are they both Giants fans or one of them's a Giants fan, correct? So Eldon is a Dodgers fan. Dusty is a Giants fan. So even that alone, that, that'd be like Red Sox and Yankees. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a pretty nasty rivalry. <laughs> 
Thank you, Detective Swag. That is mm-hmm. really good reporting. I appreciate that. <laughs> now, and I also want to say, Dusty, I hear you. I noticed your comment. Mm-hmm. You are listening to this fucking podcast, you <laughs> bastard. I hear you, but they never trade. They are so hard to trade with. Having two managers makes it impossible to trade with them. These are three statements from our podcast that he put on the league feed. He was trolling us. <laughs> To which I responded, congratulations on your first trade in 18 months. <laughs> and then he said, thanks, coll- collusioner. I mean, commissioner. I mean, how do I address you? And I, and my, it was a wet turd. It kind of stopped. I said, sir, will work. But uh, uh, the idea is, is that he's paying attention. Mm-hmm. And, and what's really weird is he's paying attention, but he's not letting us know he's paying attention until he does something like that. So, Well, see, now what we have to do is start spreading misinformation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of, kind of trolling him back. Jack and Scotty were um, engaged in a trade, and you'll never guess who was involved <laughs> in this trade. Oh, my God, the Philadelphia experiment. Get the cursed one, Bryce Harper, yeah, Will yeah, Myers, yeah. and Marcus Semien. And the Mission Commission gets in return Nolan Arenado, Marcel Ozuna, and then uh, young prospect Nolan Jones, who's showing some promise down on the farm. So this was a this was a, a big trade and happened not long after uh, the other Titans made their trade. So Jack, you have your man crush. I do on your team. I do. I'm excited. I'm all in. I'm uh, I'm pretty pumped. It. Uh, I mean, you know, the fact of the matter is the guy hasn't been traded that many times, and um, I actually went after him a couple of times earlier in the season, came up short. Um, then I expressed my absolute love and admiration for him on the <laughs> podcast which i know scotty listens to so i'm sure that had something to do with his uh you know his thought process he also happened to have had beers with tim the night before uh which i thought was interesting he reached out to me while mike was considering so both of those deals were like up in the air at the same time i actually turned that exact deal down i actually said no and then, as I said, I, the more I thought about the whole Freeman thing and, and talking to Mike about, you know, getting his guy for his team and years from now and so on and so forth. And I said, fuck it. I, um, Ozuna's hot right now. Um, you know, he's definitely been a, a, a tale of two stories in his career. I don't know which way he's going to go this year. He's, he's definitely looks good. Um, that helped me back a little bit, you know, and obviously Arenado, a, a top five dynasty player. Um, and that was the reason I turned it down. I, I couldn't find a list anywhere that said that, you know, Harper was better to have long term than Arenado. But when it came down to it, it, it I didn't give a fuck. I, he's he's going to be a Philly. He's going to be a Philly for a long time. And, and now he's going to be on my team as well. So I'm pretty pumped. We'll, uh, you know, we'll see about the whole curse thing. So far, so good. But absolutely, the story of the week is Harper uh, getting onto the Philadelphia experiment, and the man crush continues. We'll be it watching. Does. Uh, well, it'll be the curse watch for the rest of the season here, <laughs> and um, and lethal injection. Mikey and the Dreamers making making the trade. It's like Nixon going to China. It's actually <laughs> happening. Holy cow! Right? Let's let's hope for some more. Let's hope for some more. Okay, gentlemen, I think it's time to refresh our drinks or coffee or whatever we're doing right now. And uh, we'll be back, and we've got some fun stuff to talk about um, happening in the major leagues. Shut up. All that talking y'all be doing, man, for real. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Every day you're talking. Every day you're in my ears. And every time we fighting, I got to go and wipe your tears. Because if I don't, don't. You gon' throw your problems on me And then we'll fuss and fight when I just feel you with you Shut the fuck up Don't complicate it Shut the fuck up You're exaggerating Shut the fuck up Just have some patience Shut the fuck up Quit giving me help We keep locking eyes Petty so you're silent Okay, we're happy to be back, and uh, boy, we had a fun week in baseball last week. We had bat flips, we had fights, uh, we had all kinds of stuff going on. We had a John Crux sighting somewhere, I'm sure, um, across the way, and uh, oh, holy Crux. Tough to miss him. <laughs> hey, there, but for the grace of God, will I go? <laughs> so, be kind, guys. The resemblance is uncanny. Be kind. 
hey man, he's a man of taste. He he knows what he likes and and he just eats it. Good for him. Yeah, exactly. Jack, you had sent some things out about uh, players talking about being able to express themselves appropriately, comparing baseball to football or basketball and some of these other sports that have a lot of younger followers and why this is important. And uh, yet we'll still see a bat flip or a, or a, a grimace in the case of Dietrich uh, actually you know, uh, set up at least, uh, if not a fight, a, an intense gathering of people <laughs> with a little bit of pushing maybe? I don't know. Some anger. Yeah, some anger, right? I mean, is this really about the young people being able to express themselves? You know, this generation has grown up with a couple of decades now of really big expressions. I think basketball for the mm-hmm. most part, but I think football has, has allowed a lot more as well. I mean, is that what we have? Is this a generational shift that we're seeing and in, in some of the tension in the fighting? I think it is. Hmm. The youth are not as excited about baseball as they are the other sports. And, and as you mentioned, basketball being kind of a, a prominent one and where they are able to express themselves quite a bit. So um, the comment was actually from from a pitcher from one of the players that, that had just mentioned, you know, guys getting dunked on and, and smack talked in their face in basketball. And they just keep doing their job and go back down where, you know, you get showed up a little bit as a pitcher and, and your feelings are hurt and you're going to hit the guy. Hey Jack, that was a that was actually a player, uh, an MLB player tweeting that out. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Pitcher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So not even a position player, an actual. Yeah. So <laughs> you know, and and like I said, it just it kind of I mentioned you know um, to y'all's chagrin uh, about the Phillies and the handshakes oh, and the oh you know the God. the yeah. waves from fucking uh, being oh, on base and Jesus it's all. <laughs> It's all seriously. It's all things that are being embraced by the youth, and I think they're all good for baseball at this point. Do I personally like it? Would I rather it just keep the way it was? Yes, I'm more of a traditionalist by heart, um, but I understand the the need for it, and uh, and I fucking enjoy baseball, and I love baseball. I want it to be around. Um, so I think some of these old rules and, and unwritten rules need to start being thought about and adjusted um, just as much as, you know, how long the game takes and, and so on and so forth. They are taking some of these things into consideration. Fuck it. Go all out. Let them play. Jack, you, you, your credibility and, and objectivity were hanging by a thread, and now that thread is gone. <laughs> you, you, you only, you revealed yourself. If this was the Mets, doing all these secret handshakes and double high fives, you would despise it and be just as old school as you've always been. But because it's Bryce and your beloved Phillies leading the vanguard of the youth, you know, you're bought in. Hmm. Well, no, we're, we're talking about Tim Anderson, yeah. but, uh, the, the somehow you steered it to the Phillies. Hmm. Because it, it's relative. <laughs> you fucking. <laughs> I'm fucking real. Well, my theory, I actually, I'm kidding, but I, I like I like the bad flips and a little bit of like fist pumps when pitchers strike somebody out because pitchers can do that shit all day long. But I was thinking about it after what you were texting this week, Jack, about how you know you get dunked on or end zone celebration or whatnot. And, and my epiphany was, and maybe this is brutally obvious to everybody listening, is that you know they can't just settle it during the game off camera like you would in the NFL. You know, so if a wide receiver shows up a defensive back, some point in that game, he's going to take a hard shot when his back is turned that they're not even going to notice on camera because they're all in the mix together. But baseball, unlike those other three sports, they're all standing 60 feet apart from each other, you know, at all times. They, they, you know, and, and except with the exception of like, Okay, I'm going to come in with a hard slide. Um, there's just not that opportunity to repay somebody physically for showing you up. And I think that's where all the ritual retaliation has come about because in again, in, in every other sport, I mean for Christ's sakes in hockey, the, you you fight, you literally fight on the on the on the <laughs> ice and it's allowed, you know. Um, but but there isn't that opportunity to do it in baseball. So the only way they can do it is by throwing the ball at one another because <laughs> they're, they're rarely close enough to get true retaliation. Yeah, no, no, no. Right. Well, that's right. That's with the assumption that it, it should become a, a physical situation right away. They, they, what they could do is 
strike the batter out next time and then you know fucking dance on the mound i it, basically that's that's all the batter did to them the batter didn't, didn't physically hurt them they didn't throw a ball they did their job and then they acted kind of like a dick about it afterwards right go back out and do your job and when you do act fucking excited about it again the the whole hitting the player thing i guess like i said is just kind of a, a an old school um, situation and 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 it's because the assumption is that you're not supposed to admire your work mm-hmm. well what if we just allowed them to admire their work and you your goal was to try to do a better job next fucking time i, I don't think it's admiring your work i mean it's no, nobody's gonna somebody hits a, a game-winning home run in the world series that's something to celebrate you know, the, hitting a home run in the fourth inning of a meaningless April game. That you're losing. I, I don't. It's, I just don't like that. It's it's disrespectful. I just think it's the nature of the game because it's you know eight guys on any play, kind of standing around waiting, and it's the pitcher and the batter, and that's their only opportunity. Like we talked about it jokingly last year or the year before about allowing them to drop gloves and fight and you know have the umps kind of stand around for a minute and then once somebody gets thrown to the ground they break it up you know they they get tossed out of the game but i think you're giving all of these pro athletes too much credit jack when you say they should just kind of without emotion uh say you know what he got me this time i'm going to get him next time and i'm going to celebrate the hell out of it these guys in every sport these are you know uh, hyper competitive um and you know not to make generalizations but you know they're not wealthy because they're geniuses they're wealthy because they are aggressive you know yeah. physical specimens and in football hockey and basketball again i'm sure that if somebody gets dunked on the guy who gets dunked on is going to be throwing an elbow later in the game that may or may not get seen by the refs, you know. Um, Jack, you had mentioned the the younger generation. Major League Baseball is trying to have it both ways right now. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they're out there actively pimping, actively promoting the bat flips. They're they put TV ads. Their Twitter account is uh, it's called at Cut Four. Right after the bat flip, they put up Tim Anderson's bat flip with the phrase "Let the kids play." Right. Yet MLB comes back and puts suspensions. Right. on players for their involvement. I mean, this seems like a little schizophrenic to me. How does MLB kind of thread the needle on this? They're, they're not doing it right now, that's for sure. My point is just go all in with it. And and again, even if you said, you know, this is now allowed, you're not allowed to do this, that's not going to stop it. It's going to be a slow, gradual. There's still going to be guys that are pissed enough to to do it and get in trouble. You know, so again, I, I just feel my, my opinion is, like I said, that, that Major League Baseball should start moving in this direction and and start allowing the celebrations on both sides of the the ball again that doesn't mean that the players are necessarily going to allow them right away mm-hmm. um, but just the idea that if i hit a home run and show you up uh, that i'm definitely getting hit oh and you're saying major league baseball though is preventing these celebrations they're not they're just they're just enforcing the retaliation that naturally occurs as a result of it you know and and yeah, and maybe that's what they're doing. Maybe this is their way of embracing it without jumping out and saying, you know, we want this to happen. Yeah. Um, like Tim said, they are kind of straddling the line a little bit, but straddling the line is more than they were doing a few years ago. So it is movement in that direction. They had actually posted up, MLB uh, posted up uh, images of the, I think they call it a fracas. <laughs> and it said in there, again, they put, imagine hating ha- someone having fun this much right so i mean they're actively going out there and saying this is crazy uh that they're doing that and the two guys that seem to have the biggest problem were the freaking managers that are our age right so they (laughs) (laughs) there wasn't there wasn't any uh punches thrown but they definitely were in each other's face that's an interesting point tim because i you know I, i didn't know about the two young managers going at it but i was as you guys well honestly i was as you guys were talking about i'm thinking to myself compared to those other sports where celebration has become more acceptable, if not encouraged, I I could be wrong. I have no data to back me up, but it seems like the managers in baseball, you know, versus the coaches in those other three sports are, are tend to be a lot older. You know, I I know we're starting Mm -hmm. to see younger managers, but when you, I mean, Clint Hurdle, God love him. You know, he can barely walk, you know, 
uh, Lasorda when he was managing, or like the Tigers hired Ron Gardenhire. I mean, the guy's 60 years old or 70 years old. Is it that influence of those old school managers? Like, I don't know what it's like inside a major league dugout after something like that happens. Or is 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 Clint saying, hey, Archer, are you going to throw at Dietrich? Or you should throw at Dietrich? Or do they even not discuss it and it's just understood that that's what Hurdle expects? You know, so I'm just curious what message the coaches are giving, you know, and how they're teaching fundamental baseball well, maybe not teaching because these are the top pros in the world, but, you know, what are the kind of unspoken or spoken expectations of these these old school managers? Well, I think they do tell them to do it from time to time because I can remember there was a situation maybe a year or two ago. Well, it had to be longer than that because Dustin Pedroia was involved um, and he was actually part of the game. He'd, he'd On the got, field? Yeah. He got <laughs> spiked or something. And, and the next time that guy came up, oh, I think we talked about it on the podcast. Uh, was a young Yankee player got hit and Pedroia, you could see him in the dugout saying, I didn't tell him to do that. It wasn't me, you know, kind of thing. Oof. So I, I'm sure they have conversations about it. So maybe that's who they should be fining and suspending or the, you know, like a Greg Williams, like a bounty gate type of situation. It's like, hey, listen, managers, you're the managers. You better control your goddamn players from doing these stupid things. And if you don't, you know, then you're going to be the one who's fined and suspended. Pitcher gets on the mound and when he's warming up, he just wings the ball at the manager of the opposing team. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of the rules in, in baseball are, you know, there's just a lot more follow the rule. There's a lot more, you know, non-spoken rules. There's a lot more, um, like even the young managers have had it built into their head. It seems like, and, and maybe I'm wrong, maybe it's just because this is the time that I'm alive, but it seems like it hasn't changed a whole lot in a long fucking time. And now all of a sudden... You know, is it just the fucking millennials <laughs> like like or or has this happened in, in sections of, of baseball throughout the years? And obviously I wasn't just around to notice. Well, Babe Ruth was calling shots. I mean, for Christ's sake, you know, or supposedly or whatever, you know. Good point. Yeah, supposedly that wasn't the case. He didn't call the shots, supposedly. I don't Well, get Pops on the phone. Let's ask him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, oh. so I, I, you know, but um, <laughs> it's... <laughs> I just appreciate you not saying ask Joe. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, let's face it, there's been showboats all, you know, all, all throughout the years. There's guys who've show off. So, you know, yeah. Like, like Tim said, I don't know if Major League Baseball knows what the fuck they're thinking or doing, but where do they deem it unacceptable? So, like, is it okay for, for what Tim did to, to do? And then in that case, is it okay that the pitcher hits him? And and so where is the suspension at the at the fracas afterwards? And and was Tim Anderson even fucking involved in that? Like, wh what is it that he actually got suspended for? Does anyone know? Yeah, I don't know. Um, somebody said it was for the language. Oh, that that's used. right. That's exactly right. That's what I heard too, Joe. You know, it's not it's not like the NFL didn't go through this too. Um, the difference there is that it's it's a penalty. They they made it a penalty to do certain things mm. when you were celebrating a touchdown, and now they encourage it. Right. But yeah. you still have the Barry Sanders of the world who aren't, who just aren't like, they're like trout. They're not naturally oh, yeah. looking to show people up in a celebratory manner. You know, I always think of Marcus Allen. He would just flip the ball to the rest Same and Barry. run off yeah. the field like he'd actually done it before. Yeah. So do you think those guys like are having as much fun at like, you know, trout hits a home run and do you think he's, somewhere deep down inside like as excited as, um, as tim anderson was or, or is he just not having as much fun as tim anderson i'm inside? sure they're having both having a they, if they're not having great time getting paid millions to do with they, <laughs> yeah. they, they should have their head examined but i sure. you know, just different personalities some people are more just kind of matter of fact and other people are more demonstrative you know some parents raise their children not to be assholes. I mean, I, 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 I was in. Joe, we're, we're having a hard time figuring out where you're coming from on this one, Joe. <laughs> I, I was a notoriously poor sport back in the day when I played sports, uh, but I was, I'm, you know, I'm nice off the field. I just, I don't know. I just, just how I express myself. Who knows?
maybe maybe it's because I've never been good enough at anything to to actually be able to celebrate like that. Maybe that was my problem. Well, I'm not talking about like the World Series. I'm talking about like youth soccer on a you know on a dirt field. It's <laughs> yeah. a badass on the dirt field. Yeah. Let's take a break right now and come back. I'd like to talk about um, just a quick run through the teams on something that we see that could potentially go wrong. And specifically, I'm really interested in the five playoff teams. Now that we've had some reshuffling, we've had some changes, Mm. let's break down the potential weaknesses or things that may go wrong on the teams that matter um, in this season. Yes, okay. So, back after this. Okay, bots, welcome back. It's funny. This podcast has changed Major League Baseball more quickly than it's changed the fucking Juiceless League, right? Like, you know, we have the Major League Baseball broadcasters talking about how beautiful this guy's eyes are and the hair and doing full segments on the hair of folks. And um, yet, you know, our league still hasn't fucking listened. And now, you know, uh, I'm getting trolled from Dusty, who's clearly listening to the league. Uh, and, And Mikey, is Mikey. Is Mikey listening to the league or uh, I think he is now. Yeah. I think, um, I don't, I don't know that he's heard prior to this year, but I think he is, or at the very least he's talking to me enough that he's getting tidbits here and there along the way. So he's right? more educated than he has been in the past. Well, it's like, it's kind of like about fucking time, right? Like, Hey guys, mm-hmm. like this is, this is really what this podcast was supposed to be about anyway. Right. <laughs> right, um, right. And, and now if this means that we, we have, uh, more stuff going on, we have, bigger type trades. I mean, it's a dynasty league that has, you know, uh, people have emphasized dynasty and youth for so long that now suddenly we're starting to see people making really ballsy decisions with players in their mid twenties, uh, considered in the top 10 on at their position, uh, from a fantasy perspective. So, uh, I'm going to give the credit to, to, um, all of you and to this podcast being out there and stuff happening. I mean, well, and to listening to it, like like I said, both of those trades were instigated by the two people we know actually do fucking listen. So again, I like I said for you know Scott, I know for a fact that that you know, listening to the podcast, um, you know, had something to do with his. You know, he didn't offer Harper to LJ. Um, so uh, and then like I said, Dusty, the same situation. So the the podcast definitely, whether or not Mike has been listening to it or not, the the idea of listening to it has definitely, you know, made some more things happen. Yeah. So let's talk about those things that have been happening, right? So we've got now we've got the uh, talk about I called it the teams that matter, but we've got the teams that are in the playoff hunt, right? These are the teams that have legitimate. Uh, chances better than fifty percent chance, or excuse me, that's probably stupid. Uh, but um, you know, a good chance to make the playoffs, right? And and are definitely in the hunt. So we would take obviously my team out of there, Pop's team out of there. But there's other teams that uh, really do have an opportunity, I think, to you know, to be in the playoffs. So let's start with the Dreamers. If we look at the Dreamers, what is the what is the weakness? What is the potential? Um, weakness on their team that could could hamstring their uh, their ability to get into the playoffs uh to get into the play injuries i mean they got christian yelich <laughs> uh right now they're 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 hurting on a couple of spots a couple of positions but their third base you know could be stronger i know devers is is up and coming donaldson obviously you know on the other side of the mountain talk um, about so an injury a, risk right yeah yeah right right yep oh my um, gosh but that outfield, goddamn, nasty, nasty outfield. They, you know, again, they just made a big move, you know, with Freeman. Freeman is a, a perennial starter for them. So um, obviously, again, they get the benefit of the Astros versus what they had before that should make up the difference. So um, I like that trade for them this year. 
who replaces Seeger for them? Tim Anderson. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> new pickup. Well, but he, but he's hardly. I mean, I had Tim, Tim Anderson for a minute last year. Yep. He has. He's streaky. He has, he has a good month. Yeah, yeah. No, and then Scooter Jeanette, they did get back. He's injured at the moment. He's had a couple good years, so they kind of did what I did. They they you know it was a, a solid position, and now they have a few guys that should be able to do stuff, but um, it's definitely a. a a hole that wasn't there before the trade. It's been super impressive. And not only that, but this is a team that has waited in the wings for a long time. And then to see them take these aggressive moves mm-hmm. um, looks really good. So let's move over to uh, uh, the Philadelphia experiment. Philadelphia experiment, obviously, again, big trade uh, that happened and, and now has Bryce Harper. So what what are the potential Achilles heels here? for the Philadelphia experiment as he uh, moves through the, the rest of the three-fourths of the season. You mean besides the curse? Bes- yeah, the curse is a given. That's a, that's going to be in the back of his mind and everyone else's mind all along the way. So you're looking so. for things that uh, you know aren't paranormal. Uh, as put, let's go. Yeah, facts. actual statistics. Well, it's a the curse is a fact. I don't know if we can that that is a fact. Well, I mean, I mean, everybody is injury risk. Just like any real baseball team or fantasy, that injuries present a risk. Uh, I'm looking to see who some of his primary backups are. I mean, you know, he's obviously set in the outfield, mm-hmm. um, middle infield, strong, and or you know, third base. But like you know, Encarnacion's shown some injuries. Harper's shown some industries, industries, industries. Uh, injuries trout you know uh kane's a little bit getting up there so you know just just the age of his team and and maybe the lack of depth you know his bench has solid major league players but Mm -hmm. not like okay if uh if abreu goes down and baez missed some time that's not they're not going to be easily replaced but that's true of any of these good teams abreu has not been phenomenal so far this year i've been able to hide it with you know high scores otherwise but um so that is one of the spots i'm a little nervous about and then of course i just traded arenado so um my my lineup at the moment i have Semyon in there just because of the amount of games he plays the idea hopefully is that i use will myers at third and he gives me enough of uh, what I miss from Arenado, and, and then Harper obviously making up. But so what I'm hearing is not what might happen. Is it's I think Jack needs to make a, one more move at least. You know that that's the way that you three consistent winners go. You're strong, but you don't stop looking for that final piece. You don't rely on O'Hearn as your backup, or even Encarnacion. Uh, Philadelphia Experiment, very strong team. And then lethal injection. If we take a look at lethal injection, um, Joe, what are you thinking about lethal injection? Uh, where's the Where's the weakness on Mikey's team? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> hey, it helps if you turn your microphone on. Oh, were you talking? Oh. <laughs> I didn't know oh. if you were purposely not. <laughs> um, on the other screen, I was looking at his team, trying to think about what you asked me. <laughs> he could not see any weakness. Joe had um, listed off like nine things. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't, I'm not sure I would have kept the Rays staff over the Astros, but yeah. I guess if you have to make a deal, you have to. I, I like Ramos, but he's pretty injury prone for a catcher. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not in love with his outfield, but, you know, he's putting up points, and I, I always seem to underestimate him and uh, don't necessarily like some of his players, and yet he always seems to find a way to do it. So I, I look at his middle infield. Um, you know, they're doing very well right now, but they're, I mean, Dijon's been around for a minute, but they're fairly unproven. Uh, and even if they continue and they're going to be solid major leaguers as young players, will the grind of a long season impact them when it matters most, you know, he tends to have guys that, that you just don't realize are as good as they are. Um, Dijon is one of them. Mm -hmm. Uh, Rosario is, is one of them. You just don't, you know, in your head, you don't put Rosario in the group of players where he belongs. Um, right. He's the the odd name out of that group, and Mike has built a team uh, of you know of some of those guys. And then, of course, the Acuna is coming up. 
Um, the middle infield, DeJong and Seager, I like long-term, but, but again, Mike's got Segura, who's, who's hurt at the moment, was, was one of his starters. And then um, this week, when Segura went down, he brought up this kid, fucking Brandon Lowe, from Tampa, yeah. and, and put that guy's hitting home runs left and right. But this is a segment about what the potential weaknesses are, not how good his... I know you're gushing over his team, but what, where, where's the weakness? The staff and, and catcher. Yeah. He's got a good squad. We think Omission Commission's got a pretty good shot at getting the playoffs basically because of the competition. However, you know, potentially there's some some weaknesses on that team. So what do you what are you seeing from weakness on on uh, Omission Commission? Well, again, I see it's a big positive that they've lifted the curse from themselves. That's got to be helpful. <laughs> Francisco Cervelli is catching due to injury. You know, uh, that's never good. Yeah, ca- catching is pretty weak. Five point fam, he's always good. Who does he replace Harper with in the outfield? Ozuna, he got back in the deal. Okay, which I think that was a pretty risky move on his part. Again, you can't take it in isolation. It's with a, it's with another part mm-hmm. of the deal, right? Um, but you know, Ozuna has been up and down, and when he's up, he's awesome. Um, and if he has a sustained up, it's it's really good. You know, I just I look at at Scotty's bench, and and I just don't see a lot of depth, like. The injuries hit everybody. What happens when those injuries hit, and what what is he going to do? Yeah, no, that's true. I think this week, uh, you know, bears out that point because he's had more than his fair share of injuries. Yep, his two staffs are not phenomenal either. Mm-hmm. Um, and now he's kind of left in the wind. Now that the other, you know, Joe, uh, Scott, and Dustin were the three playoff hopefuls that you know didn't weren't picking on the top end of the staff. So Dusty and 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 Eldon have gone and fixed that now. Joe, as both of the shittier staffs that he got have been showed, you know, quite a bit of promise at one point or another. So um, I think that's where Scotty is going to lack the most. Um, unless, you know, again, the, the Nationals, the D-backs recover, they're not phenomenal. Well, you know, I don't, I don't study the Dodgers very well, but it just as looking over his rosters, you know, you mentioned some of his bench players. He he has a, a probably a larger than normal array of Dodger multi positional <laughs> players on his team, who you know like the Cubs of a few years ago, are those guys going to be getting moved around in in um, cannibalizing one another's playing time? You know, it, it's I just noticed how many Dodgers he has on his team. Yeah, and not the best park to hit in unless you're Cody Bell. Yeah, and then let's take a look at. Reardon Metal, right? So Reardon Metal, a um, lot of star power on the the starting field there for uh, Reardon Metal. Talking about Mookie Betts, Jose Altuve, Manny Machado, Paul Goldschmidt. I'd say maybe second tier star level. Wilson Contreras, maybe Riss Hoskins. Um, get Carlos Correa. So where's where's uh, where's Reardon Metal's weakness? What could do him in? in his pursuit of the championship. That's another tough one. Without question, pitching. Yeah, I, pitching and then um you know, same situation. His uh his starters are 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 so good uh that if he does take an injury, um his bench isn't bad by any means and maybe probably maybe have the the one of the better benches out of the teams we've looked at, but again, depending on who we're talking about, it's probably going to be a little bit of a drop, so yeah, I like Joe's team a lot. Yeah, I like Joe's team a lot too. I, I mean, I'm as I'm, you know, I've been always big on the Dreamers, but just from the starting rosters, uh, assuming no major catastrophic injuries, I, I like Joe's team and I like Scott's team too. Both good. I, I think pitching, you know, the Padres will they be a good enough? You know, the the staff can be good, but if they're not getting wins and saves too, that 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 can be an issue. Same with the Mets and. And and he's got some older players. I mean, Molina, Carpenter, um, Mustakis, all good players having, you know, who can have the opportunity of great years. But, you know, it happens to the greatest players that they, it's that year. This is the year that they're, they're going to either become injury prone or, or they're just going to lose a couple of steps. So, and Correa, big name, but, you know, he's not, He's so young still. I think he will be a great player, but he's not exactly... His performance doesn't equate with his um, name recognition at this point, I don't think. Okay. Well, there you have it, folks. Uh, I think that's really good. Um, I don't think it it changes any of 
my opinions about who I think is going to uh, win it all, but it's certainly going to be interesting as we kind of move through the heart of the season as to what what moves continue to happen, what changes are made. Greg, I really like your point about um, you know the fact that Jack will stay in the hunt and continually try to upgrade his team. I think that's really good. And then I do I do think Joe's got some pretty strong players on his bench that when they get hot, he'll have the option of being able to pop them in, like a carpenter who was just unreal for a couple of months last year um, and uh, really able to steal some games. All righty, brothers. Great ones. Big Sundays for everybody. Good we luck, do. fellas. Mm-hmm. Enjoy your jelly beans and peeps, and uh hope you all have a great rest of the day. Hallelujah. And, uh, <laughs> Exactly. That's exactly yeah, right. Exactly. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Right. You're right. right. You said it, brother. Hit that nail on the head. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, gentlemen. Have a great day. Good luck to you all on your games today. Joe, I, I have a feeling you're going to win. Wow. I have a feeling you're going to pull this out. <laughs> very funny. Yeah, well, no, it's possible. It's yeah. very possible, in fact. Well, then it'll be the greatest comeback of all time. And that would just be the kind of thing that you would do and I would fail to you know, be on the loser. Yeah, I don't have Albert Pujols anymore. <sighs> Good luck, gents. Can't wait Good for Vladito we'll next week. Vladito, Vladito, Vladito. <laughs> you know, it was interesting on the press conference here with Vladito. I, I was really surprised to see the uh, orthopedist at the... <laughs> The press conference. That was very surprising for That's me. smart, if you ask me. Yeah, no, I, I don't know why. He was just in the background. He didn't speak or anything like yeah. that, but I thought it was uh, it was interesting. I can't, Maybe they're just being cautious. Justin is, I think, more excited than I am that <laughs> Vladito's coming up for my team. <laughs> like, he's like, Greg, I, I was watching like uh, bootleg footage on YouTube of uh, this home run that Vladito hit at AAA. Was, he crushed it. Did you see that? I'm like, Justin, I don't have the sources that you have to see these minor league home runs. I'm sorry. So, it's going to be good. That's great. He's a big he's a big kid though. Like yeah. I, his dad was very slender and um Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I just I wonder about you I don't, know I can't I, see I would, him staying a third. He's going to be a like DH first baseman, I would imagine. Maybe a right fielder, he, but Is he like kung fu panda size? No. Uh no, but he's I mean, he is big. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Closer to that than yeah than uh, Jose Altuve, yeah. Yeah, like if 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 he was how many Chris Altuves Sale, is he? What? How many Altuves is he? Uh, yeah, I think he's like five eleven, like two oh five or something. Like he's like a solid running back, you know that build. That's yeah. why his bulky yeah. knees are going to be so problematic on him. <laughs> it's only his right knee, yeah, okay. from what I hear. But we'll maybe maybe Justin can set us straight on yeah. that. But. Vladito, Vladito, he's going to be awesome. Yeah, he hit one out uh, in in New York where he hit it out of the ballpark, like literally out in like beyond the ballpark. Just ridiculous, ridiculous. Mm, I just wish the fucking Toronto front office would pl- quit playing games. It was going to be Tuesday. Now it's probably not going to be till at least Friday. It's like, guys, you know, don't you want to sell some fucking tickets if nothing else, if not win ball games? Don't worry, they'll rest him on Sunday. That's yeah. <laughs> Well, these are away games, aren't they? Aren't they going? To, no, the uh, Tuesday he would be able to make his debut at home. Oh, but I think they're now for whatever reason. Maybe I don't know if they think he's going to succumb to pressure. They're talking about having him debut on the twenty sixth in Oakland. I can so, understand because uh, okay. nobody comes there for yeah. games. <laughs> so. Well, they've built. He's been built up so much, and he didn't hit a home run his first at bat. People are gonna get on oh wait that's just philadelphia (laughs) (laughs) anyway okay all right boys have a good Good night guys take care fellas if you ever change your mind about leaving it all behind remember remember no geography change your mind about leaving it all behind. Remember, remember, no geography. Me, you, and me. Him, and her, and them too. And you, and
I can't I'm confusing myself <laughs> that's what happens you got nine guys that play three positions each does Joe sound quiet to you guys too or is it just me say something Joe something Joe I like the swipe that Dusty took at the commissioner <laughs> do you yeah I thought it was funny <laughs> yeah. yeah I still have the music stuck in my head from the first podcast from the first one of the new season. You like oh, the gangster fucking, rap? The gangster stuff. rap, yeah. I skipped all that music. <laughs> I wouldn't be playing wiffle ball. It's a fucking incredible <laughs> wiffle ball stadium if they had a wall. <laughs> yeah, that's the living there. room couch. That's the right field wall. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. 